0: You could support the podcast in any way; it would be greatly appreciated. Follow the link in the description to make a donation. You're very welcome to another episode of the Kerry Football Podcast. Great to be back here with Barry John Keane and Sean O'Sullivan as we preview the All Ireland Semi Final between Kerry and Derry. That match takes place this Sunday at Crow Park at four o'clock. Uh, before we get to the dairy match, we might speak a little bit about the Tyrone game. I don't think any Kerry supporters will have a problem with us. Um, going back to that one and maybe spending a few minutes on it. Um, Sean, so did, did you see that performance coming against Tyrone?
1: Um, no, I didn't, Adam. Um, I suppose, look, we 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 felt that there was a big performance in us. We hadn't seen it all year, really. And... You know, people were going on about oh, with Kerry timing their run and, and so on. I, I I don't know. Can you buy into that? Really, it's 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 very difficult to time your run, as Barry will tell you there. But I suppose what Kerry were getting were a, a, a nice break in between games. You know, um, and look, they they shot the lights out above and above against uh, against uh, Loud in Portlaoise, and I suppose we saw a little. Little glimpses there of what we can do, okay. Take the opposition into account, allow, allow the re-beaten docket really. And uh, we just put them to the sword early on. And I mean, we we kicked some fantastic scores and put up a big score. But obviously, Tyrone were coming into the game with that thing over Kerry, where when they get to Croke Park for whatever reason, they're able to flick a switch and turn it on. And we all, we all, we, we, you know, we were worried, but at the same time, I felt it was a great draw for us because you know, if you want to win in All-Ireland, you're going to have to beat these teams. And um, I think when the draw was made originally, I felt, geez, that's a tough one, but it's a good one. But, you know, the closer I got to the game and looking back at the form of both teams, um, okay, we weren't exactly flying. But, you know, you look at our group and you saw that, you know, Mayo and Cork both got through and we topped the group. So, I mean, that had to mean something. We got to... A good, good eye opener against Mayo and Killarney. We struggled at times against Cork, but it was a good test for us. But Tyrone had very little form coming into the game. In fact, they were a John Heslin free away from Mayo to the championship. So we had to take that into account as well. So I did feel getting closer to the game, if we got our matchups right and if we learned from the 21 semi final of what not to do, I felt we had a great chance of winning the game. Now, did I think we'd win the game by 12 points? I didn't. But I mean, geez, talk about talk about delivering one of your finest performances for you know one of your biggest rivals and a big quarter final above in Croke Park. It was it was outstanding, lads, from start to finish. You could see the intensity in Kerry. The I think obviously we might delve into a little bit later on. And Barry, you might have your own thoughts on this. And I'm including last year's All Ireland now on this, lads, but it was the first time. I saw the paddy tally handprint on that Kerry team, what do you think, Barry, in terms of the tackling and the turnovers i, I and I know Jack alluded to a, uh, alluded to it after in terms of the twenty one semi final that Kerry lost that game on turnovers and goals conceded jesus we we did the opposite the last day we we turned him over and we offered up no goal chance at all. What do you think
2: yeah, to be fair or not i I was actually up it Um I've been to uh, whatever, a few games since I went away myself, but that was probably the best performance for 17 minutes I've seen. Um, I don't know, there was just you could see there was a bit of pain, even from fellas you didn't think had that bit of nastiness. Not nastiness in them, but just had to bring it. And collectively, even the subs, it was just, it was a wash. Like, um, Tyrone didn't know what to do. And we had a few fellas that didn't perform either, for so how good they can be. So um, it's probably a positive as well. But overall, I'd be happy, like you said, um tackling, even when Tyrone got a little sniff, it was very clean. They weren't rushing anything, um collectively very good. And they all just seemed to be on the same path, really, of what, what needs to be done. There was no one kind of going individually. And um, the result speaks for itself. Like you said, I didn't think it would have been 12, but we'll take it, I suppose.
1: I think one one instance in the first half summed it up for me. I was down in the, 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 lower, the, the lower Hogan, um just right on the 45-yard line, uh the hillside and the one where Adrian Splan chased back mm. and turned over. Now, we ended up actually conceding a score because Ty tried to give a ball down the line to Darren. and look, it was cut out, fair enough. But it was that moment where Adrian Splan, who, lads, let's be honest about it, has had his critics, okay? Probably ourselves included at times, me especially. But he chased back there, and he put in, as you said, Barry, a clean tackle. How often have we seen fellas make these lung-bursting runs back the field? And then they're so tired that they put in a lazy tackle and give away a free. His tackle was so clean, we got a turnover, the crowd lifted. And I, I know we give away a score uh, eventually out of it. But it just epitomised to me the Kerry mentality on the day. It was pure unselfishness from Adrian. He could have given up on that and said, jeez, I'm, I'm miles away off uh, your man there. He made up the ground, he turned it over, we gave away a score, so be it. But it just epitomised Kerry's performance and the day. I thought it was it was excellent. The the, the take away the, the scores we got and and the fantastic uh moments of brilliance, obviously, David's pass over the head to Tony and the Shawnee's performance, Diarmuid O'Connor's performance. It was the stuff off the ball was just fantastic. And mm-hmm. you could
0: see as well that they were targeting it. They were targeting turnovers and tackles. Because Sean, you mentioned there the 2021 match. I think that's why people who are concerned about this game is because, yes, we beat Dublin last year and beat Galway and beat other decent teams like Mayo, but there's something about Tyrone that's a different level of, of physicality and intensity. And I think until Kerry did that against Tyrone, there were still going to be questions about their defence and about their their structure and about their work rate and all that. So I think that's why it was so pleasing from supporters' perspective that they did it against Tyrone and it was like yeah. there was no question about their, their, their intensity or their work rate or their hunger for it.
1: No, but, and Barry, again, like, we played smart, didn't we? We played smart. Like, there was no running down cul-de-sacs. There was no running into tackles. There was no trying to barrel your way through a, a packed defence. It was it was patience. And I know uh, Cliffy had had t- took on some shots maybe that he probably shouldn't have done, you know, fine. He had one of those days. But we played smart, Barry. Like, we didn't, we didn't fall into their traps uh, that we did in 2021, like,
2: yeah, what I've what I seen very evident was, if you're not the game, was how comfortable. Like, Graham Sullivan has always been good. I've always been a good mire, But on the ball this year, like, he's he's he nearly gone up the field and he's so comfortable that you're like, you don't even have to take it off him. You can actually make that run away from him rather than saying, no, oh, I'll take it off him here and out. And I just think they've all kind of expressed themselves. Dierman O'Connor, she was unbelievable, to be fair. I knew that was in him. But you know yourself, you have to get it out of here. Um, Adrian probably was, I know we won by 12, but like you said, setting the tone. Like your own uh, teammate, now he he was in his own at the start. Dunica used to be doing so much unseen work runs, tackling, breaks for people that really aren't 100% into the game. Notice and I think Adrian got a little bit of that and like taking away from the last day, probably two or three turnovers, which is massive for a wing back. And he added on two for play, which Dunica did very well last maybe five, six years of his career. He was adding on the score. but you have to take into account like that when fellas are doing that, it does. Have a big massive say on the team around you. You could say, right, is there better fellas played that position or better players? Maybe, but you can't have fourteen skillful fellas. Like you need those one or two dogs that just get that turnover. And like you said, that score after by Canavan was unbelievable. But the the Kerry Crowd were nearly still applauding um Adrian Splang getting back, even yeah. though Pyron's score was unreal. So it just shows that quarter final, we could have went in a bit. Not lazy, I'm saying, but you could they'd have to be up for it, but it could have been went different. But um, I thought, no, Paddy Tally's had his handprint, like you said, straight yeah. on that turnovers. They were just quickly moving on,
1: then just yeah. gone. Yeah, we were able to combine like we're very obviously we have the we have the skill, we have the beautiful kick, kick passing. We we all know what we can bring to the game, but they combined both the last day. They combined both. They we were we were we were dogged, we were defensively very sound. We we hunted in packs and when, as Barry John just said, then when the turnover came and we needed that bit of skill and that quick pass down the field, should we have that in abundance? So we're a dangerous, dangerous team when we can mix both, and by God, we mix it. The last day, but it was only it was only a quarter final, and uh, we're going to face a, a, an absolute, completely different animal now on 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 Sunday, like and. Um, we're going to need everything that we brought to Tyrone and more to get through this because it's going to be a slog like.
0: Just before we move on to that one, you both mentioned Yammer O'Connor there, and I think he deserves even more praise than we've given him already because geez, that was the the best midfield performance I've seen from a carry player since I'd say more and against Mayo in, in twenty nineteen. He was just we've been talking about midfield all year and we've been critical of midfield really, because we probably felt they haven't been delivering. I have anyway, certainly. But as Barry John said, like we all know that it's in Dermot O'Connor because we see the club level and we know that he has all the skills, you know, speaking to anyone inside the panel, how highly they rate him inside there. Um, he wouldn't still be playing, getting his minutes if Jack didn't have time for him as well. So um, it's just really, like you'd be delighted for him that he played so well in that big match against such a tough opponent when everyone like was talking about Kilpatrick and Kennedy going into the game. So sure they didn't get a sniff like, and Jack Barry did, did well as well, you know, it wasn't just Dermot O'Connor. So, I think he definitely deserves special praise. But let's move on to the dairy match. Um, as you said, Sean, a different test um, for Kerry. The semi final in itself, I suppose, brings a different test for players as well mentally. Um, I don't know how you found it during your playing days, Sean. Like, is it difficult sometimes to, to get the head right for semi finals? Is there an extra anxiety knowing that you're so close to a final? And does that affect your performance sometimes?
1: Yeah, it can. Uh, you just, as you said, you you feel like you're so close to the big day. Um, that the semi final is just there's a fame. The famous saying it's just look, they're just there to be won. And regardless how you win it, it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, I suppose there was times with Kerry where we won semi finals quite handily, and it wasn't always the best preparation for a final. Then, unfortunately, but you just got to get through it. Yeah, the the big prize is is only seventy minutes away. Um. But look, I, I think this Kerry team now are so used to playing in big games, it's it's not going to phase them, you know, and especially last year's run for a lot of lads, you know, it's been there, done that. Um, it's obviously going to be, a, a, as, as, as we're going to talk about, a real, real difficult task, but it's a semi-final, you know, it's, it's the, the four, look, you can argue are the four best teams in the country left in the competition, that's for a different podcast maybe, but It is what it is. We're up against a team who are back-to-back Ulster champions. Um, They play a certain style and we're just going to have to be ready for it and try and impose our game on them as much as possible.
0: Is there any danger of some complacency creeping in, Barry John? Because um, there was such anxiety in the county around Tyrone. Anyone I spoke to before the match was quite worried about it. Now that they've beaten Tyrone and won so well, I kind of get the impression that a lot of supporters almost think that we've won foot in the final. And the narrative nationally has been the case that Everyone's talking about a Kerry Dublin final, you know, uh, looking way ahead of ourselves. But do you think that there's any chance of complacency coming into the squad at
2: this stage, or will Jack O'Connor allow it? Uh, no, look, like you said, the lads have been around long enough, and Jack, of course, uh, will have them um, um, they'll enjoy they, they probably enjoyed that weekend of it, but they're back in then Monday, probably gym and Tuesday, and that's ticked off. Um Derry, Derry, they'll be looking forward to play, Derry. Um I could see Paddy Talley probably being used something similar to what he brought the last day. Um, I, I actually watched the, the Derry game. There was the Sunday against Cork. Um, yeah, they left a bit behind them as well. A um, game, probably left one or three, one four, so they could have extended their lead. Um, I think defensively they're a better set up than um, Tyrone a good bit. They break fast, but I'm I'm not sure do they have the scoring power to finish like Tyrone at the two cannons. They probably a three or four a good forward. that were well marked by Kerry last day. I'm not sure if Derry have. Maybe max two to punish you, punish you. Like so, if you kind of keep going min- min- to minimum, I still see even if it's a low-scoring game. Kerry have the firepower when they get their proper patch up front. To like they can't, they can't watch six of them. Like as we've seen the last day, they all probably scored. So it, I, I think it, if twelve-point game, the last is I think I think on the day Derry would have beaten Tyrone by six or seven points. So maybe Kerry by five or six. But they'll need they they, they will get tested. Which like Sean said, you probably need a test. What's if you want to get around the other side of it.
0: Yeah, Sean, defensively they are even more so than Tyrone or any any other Northern teams. They do get everyone behind the ball. It's fifteen back and it's a case of like they'll they'll try and slow it down for Kerry as much as they can. And as good as Kerry have been against Load, for example, who are a defensive team, and Tyrone, who like are defensive. The thing is no, realistically, every team gets bodies back. So it's kind of normal to to face that kind of thing. But as Barry John says, Derry do seem to do it to uh, a more extreme extent.
1: Yeah, they did, uh, or they do. Sorry. Um, yeah, I, I was at, I was at the Kerry Tyrone game, and uh, I went up stayed in Dublin Saturday night, and uh, had a had a few had a few beverages. And when I have a few beverages, I uh, I wake up early in the morning, and I said to the lads with me, "Come on, we will hit the road, and we'll be down for the Park and Derry game." And about 20 minutes into the cock derry game, I said, why didn't I just stay in bed? <laughs> um, it's it's a tough watch. It's a tough watch, but Derry will tell you that it's effective. And look, they've had their issues up there, obviously, with their change of management. Um, but they're still playing off the same hymn sheet as Rory Gallagher had installed. Same players. They know exactly what they're doing. They're very, very methodical. When they don't have the ball, they're dropping everyone back. But I agree 100% with Barry John. Like, yes, I know Derry left scores after him, particularly McGuigan. I, he only ended up with four from Freeze, um, which is unlike him because he's a super player, super left foot on him, and he will take watching. We'll talk about the matchup soon. But I would worry then, like, in terms of what's there after him, you know, um, what have, have they enough to, to trouble us, you know? And if we are going to be, like you talk about Derry defending, if we bring our defensive game and what we showed against Tyrone Sunday, then Derry are going to find it very hard to score against us. Uh, What I think we have that Cork didn't have were guys who could score from distance. And that's going to be absolutely crucial against Derry. I still think you'll find gaps, even though they will have a lot of bodies back and depending on how fast you can get the ball up the field, still think there's opportunities to to find gaps. Um, But if we can get our kickers on the ball, out around the, not even the top of the D, even a bit further out, Sure, we're well capable of of splitting the post from from distance. And I'm talking, obviously, David will come out when he's been bottled up inside like he did against Lowe's. He came out demanding the ball for long-range efforts. Shawnee Shea can kick from distance. Paul Ganey can kick from distance, even though he likes it there around the top of the D. Um, And then you've your long-range kickers like Dermot O'Connor, Tom Sullivan driving forward. Paul Murphy's well able to kick a score from distance. So you could see our scores the next day coming from various parts of the pitch because of the way the game is, it won't all be the lads inside. Audie Clifford's well able to kick a ball over the bar from distance. So I think that's going to be crucial. I'm sure the lads are working on that in training where they move the ball. Patience is going to be a huge word on Sunday and that we, we get the ball. And if it is a shot from distance that if we're not scoring, that we're at least killing it. But, if we're accurate from those type of ranges, I think we can we we'll we'll get over the line.
0: Yeah, you touched on Cork there. I was actually at the second half of that game and myself. I missed the first half. I was there for the WMAO Mayo game as well, but mm-hmm. I watched the the Cork Dairy match back today. And Jesus, like the first the first ten minutes were it was. I don't want to rub salt and wounds for Cork people, but not that they're listening anyway. But it was it was it was painful to watch it. Like the they were just going nowhere. They're going mm-hmm. backwards and forwards. There were so many opportunities where if you had maybe a Dublin or a Kerry playing against them, there'd be shots going off from, from all different parts of the pitch, but they just couldn't yeah. no. they, they don't have faith in themselves to shoot from, from, from anywhere outside of the, the D really like.
1: No, and the and the the for, for a lot of that first half the, their problem was they didn't know whether to to like to push either push on or or kind of roll back because they were obviously they wanted to try and break down the Derry defence and find those gaps but then they were so afraid that when they got turned over that they'd be caught at the back. So, it and 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 listen, Kerry are going to have to face that as well. They're going to have to say, right, you know, are we, are we pushing on here um, and, and trying to find these little incisions into that, that pack defense, or are we going to be really safe and, you know, mind the turnover as well. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be very, very interesting to see how we approach and how Jack approaches it. Um, but it's, it's it's just, as I used the word already, it's going to be a slog, but it's going to be a real good test for us. Hopefully we get over and, and great preparation for a final. Fingers crossed.
0: So the last day against Tyrone, um, Harry more or less conceded Noel Morgan's kick-outs. They dropped back. Um, and I heard Noel Morgan speaking during the week. He said that um, in 2021, Harry pushed up and he went long. And even if Tyrone weren't wearing the ball clean, they had bodies back and it would have taken Curry, you know, a, t- a long while to, to work the ball back up the pitch. Kerry's tactic, obviously, was to take away that midfield option for Tyrone or to encourage him, anyway, to go short from the kick out and work the ball up the pitch, which obviously played into their hands. No, Derry are very strong in midfield. Connor Glass is a serious player. He's playing great football, and obviously Brendan Rodgers as well. Barry John, what do you think? Like for, for Derry's kick out, if Kerry do drop off and try the same tactic again, do you think Derry will fall into that trap of playing short and trying to go up the pitch, or, or are they going to try and test Jim O'Connor and Jack Barry with, with some high balls as well?
2: Um, I suppose they will have to mix it up, but a big thing I've seen at the game, um, like they do frustrate you, of course. Um, I was just watching maybe the inside line of Cork trying to get away, like Christy McCaig. He knows he has bodies surrounding him, and probably one of the best man markers without bodies around him, but he's, he doesn't care about anything else. He's just watching the man. Um, so I presume he'd pick up David um, And for, for some reason I don't know is it the way the game has gone But they definitely do it at the slowest pace But when they frustrate you and you get a shot off And it, a lot of the time it could, it could fall short They actually don't really attack the pace they, um, they just mind it And then the other team, Cork, was kind of dropping off So um, I'm looking forward to see Are Kerry going to actually tackle him up front Or him take 20 seconds to come up And then they get set and then they're trying to get a score Secondary like basketball, now with a play they're not, on a turnover, they're not first they their guts to try to get something as quick. There's no shot clock. They're just like, kind of giving fellas a breather and they'll flick around the back into the 45 and then once they get bodies in place, they kind of go after you then. So it's very kind of hard to get probably a goal in that scenario. Um, if Kerry go on top, I want I don't know what really can, can be. Do they have, um, do they go back and try to play football and then they're open? That's the only thing that left them down last, remember, against Galway, like it was close and then they got open and the keeper wasn't even in goals for the second one. Comer just won it and just kicked it into the goals. So I'm sure, I presume they have come on a bit of if, if they do go behind. But this year, to be fair, in the championship like they've they've been ahead most of the time.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, very good point. Uh because like you, you feel that if Kerry do start tacking on their points and getting their scores and opening up a bit of breathing space on Derry, like, you know, they they, they don't they don't have that electrifying pace to kill you on the turnover, like, you know. Um so that that'll be interesting in terms of the kick out I I think Kerry will go more of the same Adam to be honest I I think they'll I think they'll uh I think they'll concede the kick out I think they'll leave Derry have it I I think they're have Kerry been hiding this all year and working on it and and decided that they were going to show us their their hand against Tyrone and then not do it against Derry I'd be surprised I'd be very surprised um I think I think they'll go with more of the same because it worked for them, and they'll give the ball to Derry and say, "Listen, come on and try and break us down." You know, we're we were excellent against Tyrone, and we feel we can do it again. So, so and what Kerry do have that that Derry don't have is if Kerry turn you over, they will go at pace, they will go at serious pace. Um, so I, I think you'll I think you'll see Kerry going with more of the same and and giving the giving the kick out to Derry.
0: Yeah, that was an interesting point by Barry John, because they definitely, very intentionally, when they might say they win a free out or something like that, they do really, they go sideways. And there's no, the aren't even looking forward to going side to side. They're waiting for everyone to get back up the pitch. It's yeah. incredibly slow. And that's one thing I worry about from Kerry's point of view, is that Kerry don't like slow games. They don't want to be waiting for things to happen. They want things to run into them so they can turn them over. They want teams to kick the ball into them so they can turn them over and go a pace. So that might be one thing that that maybe you know might be in Derry's favor. Now, as you said, if Kerry start tacking on a few points, they they're going to need to attack at some point. And it was probably a criticism of them last year against Galway that they didn't do that early enough or, or frequently enough. So that's definitely interesting to see if they can they can flip that on it's head this year. But I, I would kind of be a bit concerned that the tempo of the game, if if Derry are allowed to dictate it which, like, let's be honest, it's not massively hard to keep the ball at the back, you, especially they bring the goalkeeper into it, you have an extra man there. I mean, it's hard for teams to push up there when they're, when they're a man light when the goalkeeper comes into it. So that's just one thing I'd be slightly concerned about is the tempo of it, if Kerry might get a bit frustrated with it.
1: Yeah, the, the only thing is, I, I, and maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just that Kerry were so comfortable and on top, but I don't think Tyrone played with any great tempo. They didn't, I mean... I, I can't remember any period of that game where Tyrone really turned on the, the 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 intensity levels. Or when they'd get their freeze around the middle, I can't remember them ever moving it quick into space where the Canavans had a one on one with with uh, Paul Murphy or, 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 or Jason Barry. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it is like it's it's that it's going to be a fascinating game. It mightn't be one for. The purists, and I'm sure after people probably be giving out about it that there was 15 behind the ball and blah blah blah. But it is what it is, and let's see can carry can carry a cope with it. And um, I I I think we can though. I just saw something in us against Tyrone that, and I know Derry are up a few levels as Barry said, but just think we 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 turn some dial against Tyrone that I don't want to say we've been hiding it, but maybe we've just been holding it for Crow Park, and uh, let's hope we see it again on Sunday.
0: David Clifford was quite enough against Tyrone. Now he got on a good bit of ball, but his shooting boots weren't uh, weren't really with him. Um, as you said, he was kind of taking on a few shots. Now you could probably say that about most shots he takes on that they're not really on, but uh, they weren't going over the last day as it turned out. Um, obviously, apart from the assist down the sideline that everyone was uh, was um, very excited about, um, and rightly so. Uh, but apart from that, he, he didn't have his best game. But he rarely has two off days in a row. Um, so you'd hope that he'll come back again No, I'm sure he'll be very determined to, to put that right uh, against Derry from Derry's point of view if you were building a, a cornerback to Mark David Clifford Chrissy McCaig wouldn't be too far off the prototype that you'd come up but like he's 6 foot hmm. 2, very clever he's athletic, he's tight, he's dogged lots of experience, he's geez, I think he's 10 years older than David he's, he's 33 this year I think like so he has all the tricks as well so I don't know Barry very do You think that's going to be a a, a good matchup for for Derry?
2: Yeah, to be honest with you, it's probably the best matchup I've been excited about in a few years. Um, the last one, I suppose, was was Tom Sullivan and Conor Callan. That when you're a forward, you just and I just from the last, I was just watching him. Like I said, he's just he's one job, and that's all he wants to do. He's enough protection around him, and like you said, Dave rarely has back-to-back performance. Uh, to be honest with you, when I w- watched the game and then when I went watched it back, like. Few, maybe two of his shots were probably not on for David Clifford and that's a mad thing to say there was two or three that were on that he just didn't score um, he went for a goal half goal chance he could have popped it over the bar he was still showing hard um, as a forward like you see small and things when it's not going your way you, can, you mightn't track the run you're on your own where like when Sean got the goal he was the first fella to applaud him like his, his mindset for a young fella is just levels and levels so he's kind of even in his interview after he, he even said it himself that it wasn't no, it's, it's hard to say that wasn't one of my better days and um, never gives applause himself but um no there's a big a big game coming from him and he'll know it's going to be as frustrating but like I said there you're going to get your full possessions. you need to be your hype the shot has to be high and I know it's hard enough to game saying where which one is on and which one is not because when you're not your shooting boots are off you kind of have to shoot like you can't wait for a shot like you're going to have to take the chances or you're not going to know if you're going to score so, um, I think he'd be fine in that regard, but I think it'll be a good matchup. It'll be a good matchup. And probably the other side, they're going to have a good matchup with um, with uh, the Jason Foley, maybe. Jason Foley or Tom. Um, Jason Foley's a bit taller, maybe, and did well on McCurry, so that'll be a good matchup as well.
0: Yeah, so do you think yeah. um, Foley and, and um, Wigan?
1: Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. Yeah, we talk about McKeig being the, the the perfect match for David, I would say, Jason and uh, for, for McGuigan and the way Jason is playing as well. And and as as Barry said, he did well on McCurry. But again, lads, it's, as you know yourselves, yeah, that's fine. But it's all about the bodies around them as well. Do you know what I mean? You know, and the help they're going to get and the pressure out the field, stopping the ball coming in, you know. But uh, they, they're they definitely two of the the, the key matchups you'll be keeping an eye on. The McKay-Clifford one just, you know, that wets the lips like the, the you know... The, you know, you've two fellas. One guy coming to the end of his career, really, and the other guy is at really still only a baby. And look what he's achieved already. And I mean, we go back to the Tyrone game and Barry spot on, like, for a mere mortal, the shots you know that 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 war, war on for him were still difficult ones, like, but not for him. And I mean, like, the he still got a goal. Do you remember the one that the ref didn't play the advantage for? Did it come off Shawnee inside? Was it or yeah? Did, I mean, he stuck that brilliantly, like. Morgan pulls off an absolute worldly save from him late on. And, you know, he just, you know, had one of those days where, you know, the, the radar wasn't in. But, um, yeah, look, the more the more times we can get the ball, that man's hands, lads, the better. Um, but I, I think the big thing the last day for us was when his radar wasn't in, that we had the scores coming from the other places. And and even more so on Sunday, as I just said earlier on, the scores will have to come from other places. The Adrians are going to have to pop up with two. Minen, who didn't score the last day, Dara's going to maybe have to come up with one or two, even getting in behind around the back and fisting a point. Do you know like Cork, Kark, Cork's goal came from um, was it Corbett got in around the back and slipped it on the run to Maguire for the punch over the goalie? They are the little things we might need to see. Minen popping up in, you know. Um, Shawnee, Pawdy, our half back line. Graham Sullivan, who was absolutely outstanding the last day. I know he did a job on on um Donnelly, yeah. and found himself up the pitch. You know who knows Graham might find himself up the pitch again. Can Graham pop a score? You know that we're going to have, and then all, then all of a sudden that'll open things up for David. And and as we know, when he gets his space in his room, he's he's clinical. So um, it's going to take a real, real team effort all over the pitch. But I, I I'd be confident we'll do it. Yeah,
0: Conor Glass is a serious operator. Whenever I see him play, he's so impressive. Um, his work defensively. I saw um, RT do a clip on him the last day about when he's dropping back uh, when the other team are counter attacking. He dropped back and just he's just a, such a good stopper. He reads the game so well and so good defensively. Would you expect Dierman O'Connor to be pushing up on him, Barry John, or how is that going to work out?
2: Um, yeah, Deermarokana will probably pick up class and Rogers then check Barry. That's a that's a good combo there, and know, as well. Um, She's as I, I've been watching Derry, you'd love to have two Brendan Rodgers. Like one midfield, I know he gives him so much going forward and he can break the line. and um, seen loads of my club level when they were so when they were going well there for two or three years. But he's a good man marker as well. Like we, if they needed another one, I know you always say you want one or two of other fellas. Um, that probably would be the matchup. Glass and here may two outrageous outfielders. Would they try to keep each away from each other? That's the other Side of it, um, it's going to be do with kickos, like you said. If Kerry want to go short, and if Derry want to go short, then you're not going to get the that lonely feeling. The same way as probably when Fenton and Dave Moore were around, everyone wanted to watch them, but are you kind of taking both apart from each other. Then the big thing there, I was just thinking, like if you look back, it's actually since Lee Keegan said it, since all every team as it's is, is getting back, as we said, like the Shane Walsh has been kept quiet, say maybe in the game against Mayo. Then you had Conn was actually quite the last there. You David was quite, and then you McGregor quite. Like the main forwards nowadays with the, so much protection and the backs are so good. Like two or three from play is a massive outcome where back in the day you, you'd you be getting five or six shots off. Like if you just watch it and break it down, like there's not, you're not getting as much possession as you would. You might have to come out and then you might get on in something. But like like we said, you're, you're going to find scores maybe from the half-forward line that they're going to probably get more shots than they think they actually will. Like Again, there's Finland is a workhorse, and he fell into lovely two slots where you probably say, okay, we'll block out these channels, and he ran into them, and he got a shot away. Um, now, the other side of it is Dublin, Basquale, Colin Basquale found a bit the last day, like he's probably the most informed far forward at the moment. I know Mayo were probably a bit loose, to win two on two, but am I might just looking on at one-on-ones? He has a bit of pace, to be honest. I know we're going off the topic but I'm just thinking so like it's not going to be all day but like Sean said we're lucky that we have fellas and fellas coming off the bench I thought Tony was brilliant when he came on the last day he assisted 2-1 like you that's the game there Any chance that um, Tony will start next day Sean do you think or will he stick
0: with gaming?
1: It's, it's hard because when you come in off the bench and you make an impact like that it, it can be nearly detrimental to you in, in in starting the next day do you know what I mean It's. Geez, I was in that position many times Um where you come in and you do something or a couple of things off the bench and you're you're labelled a real impact player then which is fine. Look, you're 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 contributing, but sure everyone wants to start. But I don't think so. Even though Paul will be disappointed with his performance the last day, he got off to a great start. He kept our first score, didn't he? A lovely <laughs> score off his left. <laughs> oh, she's great. Paul's up and running here now, but just didn't happen for him after that. I felt um, still think they go with though Huh? He will. He will. He'll they're start. Paul, it starts. Yeah, he'll be fine. Um, because he he missed the um, he missed the previous game, didn't he? He missed Did the he? yeah with injury, didn't he, Paul? So look, you don't know what's going on there. So he'll be fine. No, I I couldn't see any changes. I really couldn't see you, you you couldn't really you couldn't you couldn't go tinkering with that, Adam. Um, and you just hope that you will get the same impact in off the bench. The likes of Tony coming in will give you the same. You know.
0: Um, there was a bit of a, a ferrari during the week about the appointment of the referee for this match Joe McQuillan uh, has been appointed and I know Ferry have a bit of history with him going back as far as uh, 10 years ago or more Um, I was just wondering from your, from a player's point of view Barry John would you pay any attention to that would you be like looking out for who's reffing the game like I know I've been in Dresden before where like has it been going geez not this fella Do you know but it, like at that level does it really come into your mindset
2: the week of a match no I suppose uh... Uh, not really for me. Maybe, maybe more for a back, as in if I suppose you're going to leave some go. Like you watched the hurling there the weekend. Like you can't really buy it free. Like it's 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 actually I don't know is that the way the game is being played or is the ref's actually that good? And it's great to see there's no stopping starting. Um, so look, the, most fellas like that put their imprint on their own kind of style. Um, some fellas like looking in. There's a pulling dragon. There's always pulling dragon, but they're taller from fifty yards away. And some leave a flow. So, I don't know. I think you should be tuned in enough to not be noticing what the referee is going to be doing, to be honest with you. And um, if you're looking for small things and you're always at him, are you 100% tuned in the game? Is the other thing. Like, I've never seen a ref change his mind after he gave someone a free, like, you know, for, and giving him a ball king as well. Like, so, um, no, you could play. The lads would have played, of course, the last few years with him involved. Some things might have went the way and not the way. So, you can kind of think of what worked and what didn't work. He's not going to change much to the way he's refereed. So, Probably the same old, same old. To be honest,
1: I think it's more of a manage- it's more of a management thing too. Sorry, Adam, it's more of a management thing. Like Jack would probably Jack knows, Joe's, knows Joe McQuillan obviously very well because Jack's been on the road now a long time. So he might have little little bits and you know tips to to give the lads that you know he 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 likes to give a free if he sees something going off the ball, like Barry said, and particularly for defenders. But he ref the he ref the Derry Cork game. You know, and look, was there much thing to be done in that? Not really, but I don't think he was the best sign of a referee. Is when you're not talking about him after the game, you know, and he just got on with it. So I, I don't think he's going to be a major issue, to be honest.
0: Just for the crack, I, I googled uh, or I, I did a Twitter search: Joe Quillen plus like the county's name, right? And I, yeah. over the last this... Going back 10 years, you could find any of the top counties giving out about him, the fans giving out about him. We get nothing off Joe McQuillan. And we get not like Derry fans were saying at the start of the year. We get nothing off McQuillan, Armagh fans, Mayo fans, Kerry fans, Dublin fans. So it's just, I think it's kind of maybe a topic for another day, but I think there's supporters focus a bit too much on the referees. Ultimately, if you're worried about the referee as a player going into a match or if you're thinking about it or using it as an excuse after the match, then, like, I, I came across a Mike Quirk um, column from a good few years ago in the Examiner. who's was obviously a a selector, a at the moment, and he spoke about um this topic as well. And he said that if if a if a team comes out of a match and they're using the referee as an excuse for why they lasted, it, it's a sign of weak mentality. So that's an indication that, that Mike Quirk's not going to allow that to happen this week, and I'm sure it won't anyway. But, um, like, ultimately. The better teams find a way to win. Like is that not the case, Sean? Like if you're if you're going to a close match, the best teams find a way.
1: They do. They do. Yeah. And um, look, I think obviously referees are under enormous pressure. Um, it's not an easy job to do, especially with the game now gone. So well, I was going to say gone fast, but, you know, it's probably it's probably the opposite now. It's gone so methodical and slow at times that, you know, the reps are trying to keep an eye on everything that's going on around them because there's a lot of stuff, as I say, going on off the ball. But look, I, I, I think, you know, to be a referee at the moment is, is a, is a, it's, it's kind of a poison chalice, to be honest. And look, we saw what happened up the country again at the weekend, an absolute disgrace, you know. Um, I mean, that's taking it to an absolute, ridiculously crazy level, but... I'm sh- every referee that puts on their kit before a mass any game, but particularly in Ireland semi-final or final, as I said, they don't want to be talked about. You know, they just want to get out there, ref the game as best they can. Are they going to make mistakes along the way? That's going to be against one team or the other. Of course they are. They're human. But would you just hope, as you said, Adam, that you know that you are on the right side of them and that you've done your you've done enough to 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 win the game. But it's it's not an easy place to be. I mean, Barry John used to give referees desperate time. <laughs> I never
2: <opened> my mouth. <laughs>
1: no look we've all look, we we all get frustrated in games um, and we even saw it, look the hurling yesterday uh, sorry yeah the hurling Clare and uh, Kilkenny when uh, Clare logged in that ball and he, the whistle went way after the advantage or you know Clare got a goal out of it and they surrounded the ref and look again all Ireland semi-final huge moment in the match the, the the emotions can get the better of you. But, you know, you just try to keep them in check. The ref is out there to do his best. So let's hope on Sunday, regardless of what way the result goes, we're not talking about Joe McQuillan because I'm sure Joe McQuillan wouldn't like that either, you know.
0: Before I ask you for your predictions for Kerry against Derry on Sunday, uh, just a quick word on Dublin against Manning on Saturday evening. Um, Manning obviously did very well to get, get through their quarter final against Armagh. Dublin were were outstanding, I thought, against against Mayo, although I thought Mayo were quite poor as well. But um is there any hope for Monaghan? Barry John, would you give him any chance against Dublin uh, on Saturday?
2: No. <laughs> like Mayo or Monaghan have done extremely well from the start up staying up in the league the last day. Like they've done it, it wasn't a lucky one, like they've done it a few years now to get out of the quarterfinals finals and, and to win the last and now like that. I left at halftime of the the Armagh game—it was—it was a tough watch. Um, pro- probably only exciting was the penalties. I didn't even get to see him anyway. I seen him back after, but um, it scrolled through. I just think t- I was very happy leaving Dublin Saturday with Kerry, and then I went to the game Sunday, and I was just kind of like, "Oh, these fellas aren't going away." At all. I thought But after five or six minutes, Dublin just blitzed Mayo, and I know Mayo weren't the Mayo. They probably had three weeks games back to back, put in a big shift against Galway, probably took it out on. But. Dublin just swept them so I think like that Dublin lead a performance as is Kerry will against Derry because they know what's around the corner as well Um, it's probably going to be an easier game than the Kerry game I could see Dublin like 12 easily and Manu will try to make it difficult for him but I just don't think they had the squad and the numbers I think they've just they've really got what they got out of it this far I just couldn't see any other results to be honest
0: yeah, I think Mannheim um, really feel a bit disrespected by the the narrative around you know Dublin are going to walk this final. Like they do have some skillful players, obviously. You know, Conor McManus coming on and McCarron and McCarthy. Which mm-hmm. would you go along with Barry John's assessment there that they're going to find it tough?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I, I, Barry John said so he left it half time in their man uh, Monaghan game. I, I didn't. I left it full time in the Kerry game because I just knew our man Monaghan, Monaghan need to bring it down to their level, you know, and that's with the greatest respect. Yes, you name some very, very good players there, but they need to bring it down to their level, and that's what they did uh, against Armagh and 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 got their draw and then won, won on penalties. But they, I think they, we were crossing the the Hogan Stand bar after, and the Monaghan fans started streaming in, and you could see it was their All Ireland final. They 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 beat their neighbours. They they were delighted going up the road. And they were just saying, regardless of who they get in the draw, they, they, you know it was a huge day for them, you know. Um, but I think, as I say, I think they have hit their ceiling. I just can't see them living with the Dubs, you know. The Dubs just, you know what what they did to Mayo, like they just soaked up that first half. Like Mayo were buzzing at half time, we're a point point down. We've played well. Dublin just soaked it all up, and you could see the minute the ball was thrown in after half time. As Barry said, you just knew they're not going away. They just drove at Mayo and and found all their weaknesses and exploited them. Like you know, and they looked like the Dublin of old. Um. So even if Mayo or sorry, even if Monaghan do want to turn this into a kind of a dog fight and 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 do their best in terms of frustrating Dublin, I know Desi Farrell spoke after the Mayo game and he alluded to Monaghan. Did Monaghan relegate really Dublin last year and in, in the last game or something? You know, he was trying to maybe push the, 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 the attention away from the dubs but we're we're in a different different competition, different kettle of fish altogether the next day and Dublin will be absolutely bouncing into Croke Park now after their win and I just can't see it. I as I said, as Barry said, I, I can I can see it being eight, nine, ten points if Dublin hit the ground running, you know?
0: Yeah, Dublin were, were really good against Mayo, like in that second half, as you said James McCarthy was outrageous from his for a fellow who's also thirty three, like and just yeah. Plattered around in the face and went up and, you know, set the tone for the second half and he's just unbelievable going for his ninth dullard and, like, you know, I think that's probably a narrative that Dublin are buying into themselves internally as well.
1: Yeah, no, and Mayo, Mayo did show, in fairness, that, you know, you can get it, like, the Dubs played pretty open in the first half, like, you know, there was no big sweeper, you know, there was no days of Keno Sullivan floating back in front of the full-back line, it was one-on-one, and in fairness to Conroy... And Ryan O'Donoghue, and Aidan No to a certain extent, they did show that if Dublin want to play open football, their their defense isn't maybe where it is, where where it's at, you know, or where, where where it used to be at. So let's fingers crossed we get over Derry, because I think if Dublin are playing Kerry in a final, we cracking game of football, I think, really good, but there's a two games to be won yet, you know. Yeah,
0: what do you reckon, Barry, John? Kerry against Derry on Sunday. Um, Will Kerry have enough in the bank to get through this one?
2: Uh, Yeah, I think they should, to be honest. Um, Performance is probably the main thing for Kerry, individually and collectively. I think everybody else kind of looks after itself there. As we were saying, defensively as a unit, and then attacking, like Sean was saying, that um, taking the right options. I think they'll clean up a little bit. No, Derry are going to frustrate them, but uh, um, it's a good test. Um, I think it could be... Or six points, maybe, Kerry. What do you reckon, Sean?
1: Yeah, Barry's hit all the, the important points there. Just more of the same, more of that real good, you know, defensive setup collectively, uh, you know, n- not leaving any guy one on one. The management have to take huge kudos after the Tyrone game. Their matchups were absolutely spot on. And I think if we get our matchup spot on again the next day, I think we'll have enough. And Jack Barry and Dermot, you know, the criticism they've got during the year, they've obviously used that the last day. Um, the talk of the Tyrone midfield, well, this Derry midfield is really, really good too. Can we match them and better them like we did um, like we did the Tyrone midfield? And as always, can we get ample supply to our, to our game changers inside? I think we will. Um, and just that we, as you both said, lads, and it was very points well made that that we live with the tempo of the game. That we that if the tempo is slow, that yes, we have to react to it, but that we don't panic. You know, no panic. As Barry said, there's no shot clock. It's a 70-minute game. It's going to be a slog. But all we need to do is come out the right side of it. That's all. However we do it, just come out the right side of it. But I think we will. Yeah, I would say maybe not not as much as Barry's going. I'll, I'll go three or four.
0: Yeah, I think... Um... I can't, I can't see Kerry falling into that trap that, that Derry are going to set for them. I think they're too smart now. They're a different team than they were a couple of years ago. The evidence of the performance against Throne, I think it has to be heartening for a Kerry supporter to see them play so intelligently and get everything right uh, in, in such a high-pressure game. So definitely confident. I'm sure the players will be confident as well. Um, are you heading up to the match uh, the weekend, Sean?
1: Right now, at the moment, I need a few things to fall into place to go up, um, family family stuff. Um, would I be hopeful? Yeah, I would be hopeful, but it uh, I won't be in the living room on Saturday night. I'll be. Uh, it'll be up and down on the Sunday, I think, this time. What about Barry? <laughs> no, I, I will be in the living room, my own living room.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're not going up, no? No, I won't, I won't. There's a big trick when you're bringing the small fellow, like, and... Yeah. I did the four games the last day and I have think Pro back enough for a few weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah Hopefully, totally look, good. uh, fingers crossed we we get the job done and we'll uh we'll be back on the 30th of July, is it?
0: 30th of July, yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. Um best You're going you go Adam.
1: I'm going up, I'm gonna go up Saturday. Um
0: it's kind of it's kind of funny, like it's it's great, you know, having the press pass and all that and going to the press box, but you miss the crack. Like the boys will be up in the train Sunday morning. <laughs> I'll meet them inside in town and, like, the boys will be fed out for points and I'll have to keep the head down and go up to the press box. So, um, our look, it's a uh, small sacrifice to make. But, um, yeah, look, best of luck to everyone travelling up the weekend. Hope everyone has a good trip and, uh, as I say, I hope we're back here next week talking about, uh, another Kerry win.
1: Oh, Kerry, thanks, lads.